What is the event podcast will begin in five, three, one, four. Check the vitals on all of them. Dead, sir. Every last one. Hello and welcome back to What is the Event Podcast with Jimmy and Georgia, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC, your place to talk about the event. This week's episode, To Keep Us Safe, hopefully you've just watched that. Now, already the 28th of September, it is Tuesday early in the morning, at least on the East Coast, and it is time to talk about the event. We're going to get into the revent cap here in just a moment, and then we'll have a event line section, and then we'll have the Erratic Event Theory Week from Jimmy and Georgia. And so, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'm sure lots of people have lots of different things to say about it. Let's go ahead and get into the revent cap. The Revent Cap, the portion of the show where we recap, recap the event. All right, the event episode two to keep us safe. First thing we see is uh, wind blowing in the desert. A portal opens, a plane appears. There's severe turbulence, there's loss of cabin pressure, and the plane is descending towards the desert floor. We see the plane hit some rocks. There's chaos inside, um, but once the plane does crash land, it seems that Sean and most of the passengers are okay. A fire breaks out in the back. Sean is quick to help people get out and has an evacuation plan. He even tells people to move away to make room. The uh, air marshal is back in the back trying to put out the fire. There's an explosion. Sean rushes to save him. They get off the plane, and then at last, Michael Buchanan gets off of the plane. And we cut to four days earlier. We see Michael is being held hostage. We don't know by whom. At this point, and uh, this unnamed character is trying to convince him to fly the plane. We hear Leela in the next room that Michael sees through a little peephole. We hear her say, Vicky, what do you want? Michael has been refusing to do what they ask, but then this unnamed man says, You watched us kill your wife. Do you really think we won't kill your daughters? And so Michael agrees to fly the plane. Cut back to the desert, and Michael tells Sean that these people killed his wife, and that they're holding Leela and his other daughter. And he knew the lady's name was Vicky. He was being held in Miami. And then just as they're getting this little conversation going, the helicopters appear. Sean thinks it's help. Michael knows that it's not. And he finally convinces Sean to run away. And then once Sean runs away, we cut to the title of the event. And we cut back to the aftermath of the plane's disappearance. And we see the president being pushed inside of a car. And the motorcade takes off. The family, the Martinez's are huddled together. Their son is quite scared, just as as he should be. Once the motorcade arrives at the airport, the president tells them to take his family to the bunker. And we hear how the plane was hijacked, and he asks about who saves us. And the government comes up with a a cover-up story, trying to tell people that the plane is still on its way to Brazil, that no debris has been found in this area, but they did have an off-the-chart blast of electromagnetic energy at the exact time the plane went missing. They messed up all their systems. Maybe it's because Desmond didn't push the button. Oh, wait, that's a different show. But then we have Sterling says that he knows that this group, the detainees, could have done this. We go to 13 months earlier, and Director Sterling does not want to share the information about the uh, 97 survivors that were found in 1944. He does say that they were not terrestrial, which would sound to me that they would be extraterrestrial, which, you know, whatever. We'll talk about that later. 
Scientists have de- detected some small variations in their DNA. They slightly vary from uh, from normal humans by 1%. And that uh, Sterling goes on to say that's a big difference because chimps apparently are supposed to only be 2% different. And they also age at a substantially slower rate than we do. And the president wants to know why we're holding them. Have they done any acts of aggression? And basically Sterling says they refuse to tell us the truth. They have a hidden agenda and he just knows this in his bones. And we see one, we see several pictures of Sophia throughout the years. One date that stuck out to me was 425.86. And then we cut to a commercial break. And we see Sean stumbling in the desert. He sees a bright light. And he flashes back to seven days earlier. And we see a little more what was going on on the cruise line. Leela's feeling sick. He doesn't want to leave her side. She thinks he's thoughtful. And he should she get a reward. Vicky comes into the room and tries to convince Sean to go diving. Leela pretty much makes him go. And then Vicky and he go off to go snorkeling. And just then, there's a knock on the door. Leela thinks it's Sean who's forgot something. But it's Greg who said he wanted to check on her. And then he has a mega dose of vitamin C. But then he uh, tries to massage her foot and grabs her. He's being a jerk. And uh, she opens the door and, hey, good luck. There's a, uh, a security guard outside. Only it's the same man who was holding her father hostage we saw in the previous flashback. And so he comes in, he stabs and kills Greg, then chases Leela down the hallway. But Leela runs into the security guard that we saw in last week's episode that went to the room with Sean, and they inject her with something apparently to knock her out. And then we cut to the hospital where Sean wakes up, and there's been no reports of planes missing or accidents, and he is safe and sound in St. Francis Hospital outside of Yuma, Arizona. Um, the nurse thinks he might have had a heat stroke, but he wants to talk to the police. But the nurse thinks he's delusional. She calls the cops just to humor him, basically. And they tell her that he is wanted for murder. And when they pull up his file, they do show Greg's driver's license. Cut to Sterling, who's telling the president that Sophia's people are responsible for the plane's disappearance. But it couldn't be the 9700 lock and key, so the suspicions of sleeper cell has been confirmed. Sterling thinks they have abilities that cannot be comprehended. But Sophia hasn't said a word since she's been locked up. He says she's been lying to us for six decades. What makes him think that he can get the truth from her now? We cut to November 2nd, 1944, and Red 7 is flying in a World War II-era fighter. He sees wreckage in the Brooks Mountain Range in Alaska. We see that Sophia is injured. She talks with Thomas, and she tells him to take the able-bodied people away from the wreckage because there are too many there wounded to fight. Then we cut back to Martinez, who's talking to Sophia, who says that he was ready to tell the world that we're not alone, that he wanted to let her people integrate. Was he blind to the truth? Why has she deceived him? And she says, we mean you no harm, my people saved your life. Or were they saving your life, he says. Where are your people? Where is the plane? What happened to the passengers? He wants the truth. And she tells him that her people are getting impatient. That is the truth, but it sounds like a threat. Okay, we come back to the hospital. The nurse is trying to act natural after calling the police about Sean. She goes to apparently probably try to sedate him through the IV. He gets suspicious, and he finds out that the human police have arrived. So Sean takes off running, and then he sees the nurse, and she says, Don't hurt me. I have a three-year-old son, and that the police told her that he has killed someone. The police and the FBI give chase, and we cut to five years earlier to Boston, Massachusetts, where Sean is in a swimming pool swimming. Leela can't swim. Doesn't even know how to float properly in water. Sean thinks she's cute. And uh, 
He tells her that he's a member of the Computer Science Society, and Lila thinks that's cute. He explains some swimming techniques about negative positions. She thanks him for the lesson. He says, how about tomorrow at 5? She said, meet her at her dorm. All right, so Sean is back in the hospital, and he is hidden in a dark room for a moment. The cops run by, and he takes off running again until he is almost to the exit, and the FBI stop him with their guns drawn, and he is under arrest for the murder of Greg Curvin. We go to the commercial break. Sterling wants Simon to figure out the full extent of the capabilities of the detainees. And we cut to 10 years earlier. We see Simon in Langley, Virginia, trying to become a part of the CIA. He applied for the clandestine services, and the nurse is having a hard time finding the vein in his arm. He says that he got a small vein. He inherited it from his mother. Afterwards, after she draws blood, he goes into the bathroom stall, and we see that he has put a fake vein into his arm. He is one of the detainees' people, which reminds me of another show. We'll get to that in a moment. All right. He goes up to the 15th floor in the elevator, and he meets with Thomas, who we saw from 1944, and Thomas calls him brother. The prisoner releases off the table. The president wants to round them up. The military could have shot the plane down, but they didn't let that happen. They made it disappear. They drained their resources by making that happen. And Thomas has decided that since they had the passengers, they might as well use them. And he gave Simon the coordinates of the plane. We cut back to Sean, who's trying to explain to the FBI what happened, but they think his ramblings are from a crazy man. He, he tries to explain that Vicky is the one who's kidnapped his girlfriend and she's involved. And the cops are, have a low roadblock blocking them because of the plane. And Tron, Sean tries to explain that, but they say it's for some semi-class 4 wreck. And they have to detour over to 18. He's lying, and Sean knows it. The FBI does not believe him. However, when Sean says that they were going to get married, it seems like the female FBI agent seems to kind of make a connection there, seems to see something. But the cop is a fake, and then we see that there is the plane who is still smoking nearby. The Hummers pull up, and Simon leads the way to the plane. The only person that we see at first is a dead Michael Buchanan. Simon looks around, an agent calls him over to a, a little hill, and we see every passenger from the plane is dead. But we don't know how. But they're all dead laying in a field. Cut to the event. Alright, well that was the revent cap for episode 2 to keep us safe. And we do have a few little things I want to get into. It's just kind of an initial reaction type thing. One thing I'm just thinking about is if they have all this technology and power, these detainees or their people, how could we possibly hold them captive? That doesn't make any sense to me. If they're some master race with some, you know, awesome technology, what's up? Why can we chain them and hold them? I don't know. I really hope these people aren't aliens. It really does seem a little obvious. Maybe too obvious. Hopefully too obvious. I don't know. Several things reminded me of V tonight, actually. Simon being... One of them, whatever they are, reminded me of, spoiler alert, Elizabeth Mitchell's partner. His name's Alan Tudyk. His real name's Alan Tudyk. He, he was in Firefly, Serenity, and a whole bunch of other movies. He was a, a lizard. He was a Vester. And, uh, I don't know, that kind of reminded me of that. I really just hope they're not aliens. I mean, that's definitely what it looks like when they had even went out of their way to say they're not terrestrial. That would mean they're extraterrestrial. I do have a call, not really a call, but a um, message on the event line here later from uh, someone who has a good theory about that I like quite a bit. And we'll get into that in just a second. 
I would like something a little more clever than their aliens. There's different routes you could take. Oh, one thing, the lame government cover-up stories. I mean, that's what you always hear in relation to UFO stuff or the Men in Black movies or just a, oh, it was a weather balloon. It was a reflection of light through swamp gas. I mean, how do you explain a plane not showing up in Brazil? Oh, it just went down in the middle of the ocean? I mean, it had to be something some somewhere in the news. Some, at some point, people are missing. Mothers, brothers, sisters, fathers are missing. That's just weird. Maybe it's just too soon. Maybe we'll see some of that in Aftermath like next week or in the following episodes. Oh, one thing I thought, and this is random, totally, 100% random. That at the end of the, of the episode, when the Hummers pull up, I'm like, oh, and they go to the desert and they find Thor's hammer. We are now entering the portion of the show referred to as The Event Line. Hey, Jimmy, this is Mitchell from the Pop Fizz podcast at popfizz.net. Um, I'm just going to give you my take on what I saw in episode two of the event and take it or leave it. <laughs> First off, I think that the the second episode was not as good as the pilot. Um, it kind of wasn't as intriguing to me. I, they did answer some stuff. I think there's definitely some mystery left, but there was a lot of stuff I didn't like. And basically, it didn't really involve with the storyline so much as it. It bothered me in the in the motivation of the characters. So Sean, he's already paranoid. He ran from the security guards in one of the flashbacks we saw in the pilot. He's already super paranoid. So the first thing he does when he wakes up after being teleported into the desert is he calls the cops. I mean, what? I don't know. It, it feels like he would have been smarter than that. That just seemed unreal to me. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. The other thing I want to bring up is the alien theory, um, which we kind of had after the pilot. And for me, it's one of the fears about the show is that if they do go the alien route, I don't think I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. Um, I'm kind of over the alien thing. It's been done with 4400 and V, and it's just not original anymore. But I don't think they're going to go that route, and here's why. I think that the, the 97 survivors that we're seeing are actually refugees from the future. I think they're time travelers that um, are from a very distant time in the future. So distant, in fact, that they're the next evolutionary tract of human being. Um, and they have genetic mutations that kind of show that they are not our type of human, but they're definitely next in our tract. Which is why they brought up the fact that we have common ancestors. Well, we do, because they're the next evolutionary tract. And since they're from the future, they have um, advanced technology available to them. Now, I don't think they have the most advanced technology from where they're from, because they're uh, either fugitives or refugees or something that came back to the past. So I think they have kind of lower-end technology, so to speak. Um, but still, it's way way more advanced than what we have right now. So I think that that's why they came back to stop the event. And I think the event takes place in the future. And so they're coming back to stop it or change it so that it doesn't happen because the event is what caused them to be fugitives or refugees or whatever from their original timeline. So I think that's where they're going to go with it. I hope that's where they're going to go with it. It's what it looks like to me. It may just be that I watch Lost too much and I get these wild theories, but that's what I think is going on. 
I also think that the other people from the original timeline will probably come back sometime later in the show and we'll see those people um, that are trying to make sure the event happens, maybe. So, I don't know. We'll see that. So, we'll probably have even more advanced technology. There might be some kind of warring faction going on, but I'm not sure. So, um, anyway, that's my theory. Let me know what you think. Um, Enjoy the podcast. I'm subscribed. I'm listening. So, I'll catch you later. All right, Mitchell, thank you for that message. And I like your theory that there are basically mutated humans from the future come back into the past to stop the event. And there may be another group who might come back and want to start it. I think that's much more creative than, oh, they're just aliens. And I I like that theory quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they really could just be aliens. That's, That's the most obvious choice. And, I mean, that's what a lot of people think right now. I know we had a theory last week from... Tom 12, he said they're aliens, and uh, he mentioned something again tonight on Twitter. He said, the Waffenar aren't liking all the time jumping around. By the way, I think I'm right about the alien smiley face. And he very well may be, um, but we'll have to wait and see. As far as things that, Mitch- that Mitchell said, check him out at PopFizz Podcast, popfizz.net. That's, like I said last podcast, that's where I got the idea to do the Skype voicemail. So check him out. It's very cool. Did have a, a couple of things on Twitter from over the weekend. Teddy14 said, Out of Event Podcast. I just started watching the event, so good. I hope you like it. I'm also Expedition Novel. Said, Do thanks to the to the show. Said, I believe the teleportation process began when the jet took off. Flawed with tech problems. Did not complete until just before the crash. If jet was moved by mental force rather than machine, then I'm tempted to suspect that those who did it have supernatural power. And, uh, Maybe that's still the case. We don't know. Um, we're not sure what kind of technology or force did that. <laughs> we we don't know, but that could could be it. Maybe it was a mental force. Maybe not a a, a technological force. We also had a question um, today from Jay Riles thirteen who asked, "Is your podcast in Zoom Marketplace?" And it isn't. I hadn't even thought about it until today, and so I'm checking into that. I downloaded the Zoom software, and I'll check into how that works and probably have some information about that here in the near future and also today I had chabos xl c-h-a-b-o-s xl i said that we're getting lots of answers and he said even more questions because if these people are aliens that opens up a whole sort of huge questions out there where are they from how do they get here are there more of them you know are they just here to invade i mean there's tons of questions that have to be asked if they're aliens or if there's something else, it's, you know, we get an answer to something, we get a bigger question. Okay, well, somehow Sophia's people moved the plane. How? You know, Sophia's people kidnapped Layla and made Michael do this thing and killed Greg and killed Mrs. Buchanan and then killed this whole plane load of people. So obviously they're not nice people. Sophia's people are the bad guys. So... Um, I do want to say also on Twitter that a couple of days ago, Jason Ritter followed us, which was always cool when someone from the show um, follows us. And I, I didn't mention that in the last podcast on Saturday. So that's cool. And we have had a lot of new followers. Um, even just today, we had quite a few followers. So that's awesome. And so appreciate that, everybody who has found us. And we're going to jump into my little erratic event theory of the week. And and then I'll pretty much wrap up the show and I'll tell you how you can get in contact with us. Alright, I haven't come up with any music or anything for my little theory section yet. 
But, okay, last week I said my theory was maybe they time traveled back to 1944 and the people on the plane were the detainees. Well, eh, I was wrong. All right, this week's theory is really way out there, so this is probably wrong too, but I'm trying to think of something outside the box a little bit and had this thought um, last week. What if the people, the detainees, are demigods? What if they're part human and part god? If you're familiar with popular culture here in the last year or so, you've seen kind of a reemergence of Greek god stories in uh, movies and things. Like Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, that whole series of books, and then the movie, uh, Clash of the Titans, other things as well. So what if Zeus made the plane disappear (laughs) or something? I don't know. I know that's really silly, but I don't know. Trying to think outside the box. And uh, you can have fun when you're doing that. And like I said, these are erratic theories. You know, what if they were, you know, half half man, half God? That would explain some variation in DNA. That would explain lots of things. That would explain why they age differently. Um, and it would explain some sort of supernatural power. So, I'm going to throw that out there. They are somehow connected to the Greek gods. Maybe. But maybe not. Who knows? We'll find out. Because apparently they have lots of answers in next week's episode, too, is what I hear. Okay, well, that, I guess it's just about going to wrap up the show. And, uh, again, this is kind of a, a brief little edition. And as we get more listener feedback, it'll be a longer show. So I don't want to sit here and ramble about stuff. But uh, I would love for you to contact the show at whatistheeventpodcast.com, at whatistheeventpodcast at gmail.com. You can call us on the event line at 773-41-EVENT. You can leave us a voicemail on Skype. You can look us up under Event Podcast. Do the same thing on Twitter. Find us under twitter.com slash event podcast. And we are also at facebook.com slash event podcast. So if you want to find us, you can. And we would love to hear from you and uh, have your input. And look for the next episode of What is the Event Podcast to be out probably again on Saturday. I think that's probably going to flip-flop. I think some weeks it'll be Friday, some weeks it'll be Saturday, just depending on you know scheduling and things. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening to What Is the Event podcast, the first podcast dedicated to the event on NBC, your place to talk about the event. We will catch you next time. He's going to tell them about the event.